Hello, welcome to Your Money, Your Mission, the show that helps you maximize your wealth by turning complex financial situations into actionable advice. Today, we're going to be taking a call on an issue that unfortunately, a lot of us are dealing with more and more. Let's dive in. Hi, Kelly. My name is Janet. I'm calling because I keep getting these strange calls about needing to pay my electric bill and to call a number. I pay all my bills in full and on time, but I get so worried that something might happen that could impact my credit and cause me to be late. Once, I even had someone call and tell me my grandson was arrested and I needed to send money. What can someone do if they want to protect themselves from all these scams? The expert I have with me to help answer this question and talk about how to avoid and stay ahead of financial fraud is Anissa Dunn. She is Senior Vice President in Private Banking for Johnson Financial Group. Anissa is also an attorney. Thank you for being with me, Anissa. Kelly, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Fraud is such an important topic, and unfortunately, we are seeing more and more of it. We're seeing it across the board. Young, technically savvy individuals are getting scammed just like older people. And so it's something that really we want to help our clients uh, protect themselves from at Johnson Financial Group. Janet, the caller, mentioned getting a phone call from somebody who was purporting to be a grandson. We're seeing things like that. We're seeing text messages being sent to individuals saying, you're $1 short on shipping of that package that you've been waiting for. And if you just go to this website and put in your credit or debit card information for that $1, we can finally release that package. That $1, of course, turns into multiple charges. Uh, We're seeing scams where uh, clients are unfortunately walking into the bank with their phones in their pocket with someone that they believe to be law enforcement telling them to go and take money out of their bank account. The fraud is uh, unbelievable in the scope and the size. I know. I've seen a lot of that with my own clients, but also even in my own emails. I, I worry about my mother, who is actually 78 today, it's her birthday today, and she gets a lot of these texts, and I, I advise her not to answer them if she doesn't know who it is. But I'm also getting those, and sometimes I am concerned that I'm going to open an email or click on something and be subject to that. It, this isn't really an age issue at all, is it? Or even a technical savvy issue, right? It can happen to anyone. Agreed. And we in the financial services industry are so spoiled because we take annual training, and every year we are, you know, the bank does a good job of trying to trick us, right, so that we don't fall for these. And the average public don't have some of the benefits of that training that we have. Uh, I encourage clients to have what I'd call a healthy skepticism when it comes to uh, dealing with their finances online. Uh, Janet, the caller, uh, mentioned you know that she's great at paying her bills in full and on time, but that she gets worried that something might happen. And that's exactly the type of individual that these fraudsters are trying to trick because it's the uh, uh, you know phone company that says, your bill is late or you're overdue. Well, they know they're not, right? They pay regularly. And so they very quickly get a little worried. They get a little anxiety and they click on a text that maybe they shouldn't. And so I always encourage people, have that healthy skepticism. If you get a text from a strange number or you get an email that doesn't look right, don't click on the link uh, that's provided. Go ahead and go to your service provider through the regular uh, website. Make sure that you're interacting with the company through their proven website. Uh, Don't make any telephone calls based on the phone number that's provided to you through the text or through the email. Don't click on those links. Go to the numbers that you know that are are trusted and proven. 
Some other things that I like to recommend to people are uh, use of passphrases instead of passwords. Uh, over the years, passwords have changed, right? right? They used to be easy. You used to pop just a word, your your dog's name, whatever it was, and that used to be accepted. And over the years, then they started to say, you have to have a number in there or a, a special digit, and we've had to get a little bit more creative well, now the industry is saying, don't even use that eight-digit passcode anymore. Use a passphrase. So a much longer uh, phrase is harder for those fraudsters to break into. So uh, that phrase might be, I eat pizzas on Tuesdays at 5. Uh, my dog, Biscuit, joined our family in 2015. Uh, longer passphrases are, are a lot harder to break into. They might even be easier to remember. I, I think that they can be, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we separate here at Johnson Financial Group is the difference between frauds and scam. And so frauds, you can think of, you know, your wallet getting stolen from your backpack or your purse, uh, your numbers being put out on the black web and somebody stealing them. That's fraud. Somebody going in and actively stealing your information. Scam is where somebody might get tricked into putting their information out there. So whether that be the telephone caller that creates a sense of anxiety or urgency into a potential victim and gets a person to put into the computer what their uh, passcode, passphrase is, and to share that with a uh, not-so-beneficial uh, third party, uh, or gets you to Put your debit card or your credit card information into a website that's not safe. Those are scams. And we really, really want to encourage clients and customers to stop and take a deep breath and think through, why are you putting your debit card or your credit card information out there? Uh, I also recommend taking a look at the internet browser. In the upper left-hand corner, there you're going to see a lock for any uh, web addresses that are safe. Make sure that you're seeing that lock anytime you're doing online shopping or otherwise, because it really should be a safe provider. Hey, everyone. It's your host, Kelly Mould, and I hope you're enjoying this episode of Your Money, Your Mission. I just wanted to remind you that this show is about your money. So to celebrate the launch, we're currently giving away $1,000 in Visa gift cards. It's really simple to enter. To take advantage, just click the link in the show notes wherever you're listening. All right, let's get back to the show. And is there a difference if you provide people information um, in error and they take advantage of you versus you versus somebody stealing your identity? Is there an, is there a distinction between how covered you are in terms of? Absolutely, there can be a distinction between uh, what we call fraud, where someone goes out and steals it, and you have absolutely uh, no culpability in that at all, versus. The instance where you weren't thinking, you didn't stop, take a deep breath, and went and put your information in something you shouldn't. That brings me to another point. You know, we've got uh, Zelle, which is a wonderful solution for clients to be able to pass money back and forth. Uh, we recommend you do that with people you know and trust. If it is your daughter, if it's your babysitter, if it's the person that you've known for years and you trust that their phone number is actually who they are, go ahead and send them a Zelle payment. If you're making a Zelle payment to somebody you don't know, think of that like a wire. Once that money is out of your bank account, you can't get it back. So please do not send money via Zelle to anyone you don't know. And I'd also like to take a minute and have you think a little bit differently between debit cards and credit cards. Credit cards are an extension of credit, right? 
that money is not coming out of a bank account each month or the minute you're standing in the grocery store, if you use your credit card and it's an extension of credit versus a debit card is coming out of your bank account right then and there. So if you're doing online shopping or otherwise, I'd heavily encourage you to use a credit card. Use it as an extension of credit versus having the money come out of your account because if you get tricked into putting your debit card into a fraudulent account or a, a, a scammer, that money is your bank account money coming out right away. So be very, very vigilant and cautious with debit cards. That is great advice, Anissa. Any other tips you have for our listeners? Yeah, I'd absolutely recommend uh, not just checking your monthly statements. By all means, when those come, do a really good audit of them. But I use the internet to check some of my financial accounts more regularly than monthly. So if I see something suspicious, often they come at small amounts, right? Uh, Apple for 50 cents or uh, Amazon for $1.37. Now, sometimes that's just a movie that we rented online, uh, but sometimes that's the start of fraud. And so they'll start with small amounts. And so if you can catch those right away, then you can put a stop or a block on your cards to stop further fraudulent activity. So checking your monthly statements for sure, checking online potentially more frequently. I also highly recommend that clients pull their annual credit report at least once a year. You can get it for free at www.annualcreditreport.com. You can pull one per year per year for free. Doing that just to review all of your accounts and make sure that everything that on is on there is valid is so important. Anissa, any final tips, particularly about some of the texting or emails that people get that they're, they're unfamiliar with? Boy, we're used to getting a lot of emails, aren't we? But now more and more I'm seeing text messages and phone calls come through uh, from numbers that I don't recognize. And the best advice that I can give you is not to open or engage with those. I like to show my mom on her phone how to delete them without even reading them. And you can delete them without reading them and also report them as spam in one fell swoop. The more you open the either the text messages or the emails, the more you engage with them, the more likely you are to show those potential fraudsters that you're willing to engage, and then you're going to end up getting more and more. And so trying to delete them without reading them, uh, report them to spam, not engage in any way electronically with those uh, fraudulent texts or emails is so important. Thank you. Thanks again, Anissa. Thank you so much for joining us and to everyone listening to Your Money, Your Mission. If you have a question wherever you are listening to this episode, you can simply go to the show notes, click on submit a question, write your question and hit submit. Also be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes of Your Money, Your Mission, the podcast designed to take complex financial situations and turn it into actionable advice. Powered by Johnson Financial. Products and services offered by Johnson Bank, member FDIC, a Johnson Financial Group company. Zell and the Zell-related marks are wholly owned by Early Warning Services, LLC, and are used herein under license.